Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to Mom and Dot 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 podcast. Today we've got Jenny Remington, who's going to be leading us through Strengths Finder. So, Jenny Remington is a professionally trained coach and certified coach with the International Coach Federation. She has empowered hundreds of professionals, entrepreneurs, and parents to reignite their career, discover their path, or realign their life. Jenny has a gift for bridging the personal with the professional. And personal self-care becomes part of most clients' growth through the coaching relationship. So let's get into this. So excited. Thank you for being here, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. I'll jump in with that initial question I had because yeah. I'm a little bit of a test addict. Uh, I draw the line at the ones on Facebook that like what kind of cheesecake are you or whatever test but as far as like you know Myers-Briggs or the Strengths Finder, and we are learning more and more about the Enneagram I, I just love taking them um, but I don't say I necessarily act on the findings it's more of just a this is interesting okay mm-hmm. now I know what I am so would love to hear some more from you about like I know that you love the Strengths Finder, like some of these different tests and the different purposes they serve and how people can use them to learn more about themselves and, and what they should be doing with their lives. Yeah, that's a great question and a great place to start. So I like to use the Strengths Finder. Um, it's, it's my go-to. It's where I start with most of my clients. In fact, it's the welcome gift I give most of my clients if they haven't already taken the test themselves. So there it is. There it is. <laughs> So most of my clients, or I guess not most, many people that come to coaching have already, like you said, have already taken an assessment or two. They may have taken Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. People who are seeking out coaching are often in a self-growth mindset anyway, personal growth mindset. And so in my intake with most clients, I ask them, what's your Myers-Briggs? What's this? Um, I had a client who sent over her color her color scheme and there's an assessment around colors and she was a red and I had to go read up on what that meant. So there are tons of assessments out there. And so what I would say is I encourage anyone to look at the language around it. And if it really speaks to you, then that's a great one for you. I chose strength finders for a couple reasons. One, it's incredibly affordable compared to a lot of tests. Like the book is about $16 on Amazon and that gets you the reference material and the test. Um, You can spend a little more and get the full assessment, but that's a really, really great price point to have a simple simple assessment of what are my strengths. And another thing I really like about it is the language is really accessible. It's not tricky. You know, you, do, you really can understand what your strengths are, you know, connectedness or empathy, uh, command, communication. These are all regular words that we all use. They can be used professionally, 
I have some clients that will actually put this, you know, these words on their resume. And I think I completely encourage that because it all, it shows you understand yourself and your strengths. And that's where I like to coach from is the idea of, you know, knowing yourself, knowing your strengths, and then going from there. So that's why I've started with that one. It's the, I feel like it, it really is a real good point of entry for a lot of people. And it's a nice flip of the more typical focusing on your weaknesses, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, whether it was in school or, you know, in any performance review, you know, we tend to, we're kind of wired to focus on what we need to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, and even in motherhood, right? It's like, how can I love you better? Uh, I, I've been told that's a really great question. And I'm like, I wonder if it is. How am I loving you great is is kind of a better question for me. Mm-hmm. So the idea of really leaning into what our strengths are, to me, that is so much more powerful. So whether you are looking for a job or whether you are, you know, getting ready for your, you know, for a self-review in a in your performance um, in your workplace. I think it's really helpful to not just focus on, you know, what do I need to work on, but really, really own the language around your strengths. And as women, we don't often do that. So we tend to kind of wait for someone else to tell us, and this is a huge generalization, but I have seen it a lot in my coaching and a lot of coaching that I do is around the communication piece spoiler alert, I'm a communication strength. So I look for that, you know, the language around our strengths is super important to me. So, so yeah, I I completely agree. Looking at it from weaknesses, looking at life from our weaknesses just doesn't, I don't think it gets us as far. What do you do when you encounter someone? Because I'm listening to you talk and I'm on board, like 100% on board with, yes, we're going to focus on those strengths. Even so, and even having having taken the exam and I, I see myself in the assessment and parts of it, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at that. I am not good at thinking about my strengths. So what do you do when you encounter a client and you say, look, we've even taken the assessment. These are things I, you may know them. You may be able to say, yes, you're good at that, but they are so resistant to saying, I can march into any room and know this is where my strength lies. That is a great question. So, you know, said another way, it's how do we keep top of mind our strengths? So one thing that I like to do is I will, I'll just tell you, like, as a coach, I have a little file on each of my clients and I will, you know, I do a quick check-in with myself on, you know, what's the latest, what has Missy had going on? What are her strengths? So when I'm listening to what you've got going on, I am listening through to it through the lens of mm. strengths, right? So, um, so I'll just, do you mind if I tell the, tell the world what your strengths are, or would you like Go to ahead. Tell No, okay. you tell them. You shared, you shared? Oh, I forgot to tell them yours in the intro, but we'll go to that. We'll get to that. So okay. we'll start with me. Yeah. So, so everybody, <laughs> Missy, let me introduce Missy. So she, her strengths are context, empathy, harmony, restorative, and adaptability. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just that is a real, first of all, of course it is. I, that's so you. Um, but if you were having trouble with remembering your strengths, for example, let's just dig in. Or is there one that in particular feels a little tricky for you sometimes when you were going through it? Restorative and adaptability both. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just start with the restorative. So, so just so everybody knows, restorative is an executing strength. So an executing strength is a 
get it done strength. So the fact that you have a get it done strength is super important. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody has a get it done strength. Suzanne, you don't have any get it done strengths. Doesn't mean you don't get stuff done, but we'll get she to totally that. totally gets stuff done. <laughs> um, but it so seems about right. Oh, no. I get stuff started. <laughs> Yes, you do. Awesome. Okay. So, so Missy, this is your get it done strength. This is your problem solving and resolving mm. strength. So this, the restorative strength actually goes really nicely with harmony, which is, which is your third strength. Yeah. So for you, so is there something in particular that feels tricky about restoratives that we can, I can answer or I think I don't always feel like a get it done person because I do also have like this I have a really mean internal voice and she's not nice to me and she's a critic and nothing is ever quite done perfectly. So I really, I want things to be done super well. Yes. And so if I see that I can't finish it really well, or if I don't know where I'm going, for example, I mean, since you and I have known each other, probably I wrote a novel in that time and I've never rewritten it because I don't, I can't get it just how I want it. And I start to do the revisions and I just am like, it's not right. So that get it done. I'm like, am I a get it done person or am I a person who has a novel in her bottom desk drawer for three years? Oh my gosh. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> so, so the not being, having a really critical negative voice I'm, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but here's the news that actually is right in line with the restorative strength. Okay. Cause that's really, cause this is might be throwing you for a loop. So restorative is adept at dealing with problems, good at figuring things out, good at getting to resolution, right? Uh -huh. There's this concept of your balcony and your basement. So within every strength, you are either operating at your top potential, your top energy, you're really rocking it, like I am feeling great in my strength. Yeah. Or, so that's in the balcony, or you're in the basement. You're still within your strength, but you're operating maybe from a lower level. Your um, mm -hmm. uh, lower level of energy, this is where your inner critic lives. She's in the basement, right? She is not invited to the balcony. So, for she's you, doing she's great in the basement. She's just really thriving <laughs> Have there. Have her tidy she's up down there. <laughs> so, so the in the basement, you're focusing your restorative strength. Okay, so we're still talking about a strength, not a weakness. Your restorative strength is focusing on your weaknesses. It's very punitive. It's mm. negative, and it's critical. Interesting. Does this does this resonate? Yeah, a lot. Okay, so, so much what, sense. So what that means is. The good news is, is that you can, you can lift yourself out of this. Okay. First yeah. of all, we would, we would spend some time on that, you know, critical voice for sure. Um, all of us have one, an inner critic and, you know, sometimes they're helpful and sometimes not so much, but the restored, we would lean into your restorative strength and get you back into problem solving mode. Ooh. So that's, that's how, you know, it may not feel so for restorative, regarding the novel you're probably hanging out in the basement uh-huh yeah <laughs> so perhaps you know and i know you just are, are revisiting this con the strengths after yeah a long time. you might look through it the material again and say okay what is the problem here because you're good at solving problems you're good at figuring out what needs to happen you're good at getting to resolution you're yeah. good at like 
understanding, okay, this is where we want to go. This is where we are, right? Mm -hmm. All those are true. You're not yep. ignoring. Yep. So, so the, the critic is just getting in the way. It's absolutely within your strength to get over it though. To move okay. So I just need to lock her in the basement. It's, if it were that easy, then I just hand out keys and everybody would be yeah. good to go. But I guess that, I guess, you know. I'm going to turn on Netflix for her and give her a lot of good snacks and maybe she'll <laughs> stay down there. Yeah. So I guess the, you know, the bottom line is that you can almost all the things we're working on that, that are really big problems for us, we can find in the basement of our strengths. So this is good news because it means we can use our strengths to help us lift ourselves out of them. So it's like, fascinating. Yeah. So that's, that's how I would, I would, you know, look at it. So try on that lens, see if that's helpful. All right. That's so interesting. Should we dive into Suzanne? Oh yeah. Do I, okay. Do so I, <laughs> I have an excuse for not getting stuff done, but you're right. I do get a lot of stuff done, but I don't think the big stuff that I really want to get done, I get done. I do a lot of the things that I want to use to procrastinate the thing I'm not getting done. You're backfilling. You're busy. I'm filling my busy with a bunch of little, a bunch of little things that didn't actually need to get done. Mm -hmm. Well, do you want to tell everybody what your top strengths are? Yes. And I will, I will confess right now. I am brand new to this today. I just got my handy uh, finder book and test in the mail today. So these words are kind of new to me, but so I have input, futuristic, adaptability, developer, and empathy. So when you read yeah. this, were there any, first of all, how did you feel about it? Did it feel like, oh yeah, that's just me? Or did you? You know what? I, since I'm, since I'm so new to it, I don't know that I know like the full enough definition of each of them to know that. I do know, and I don't know if this says something about me, at least two questions on the test itself. Cause they give you 20 seconds per question. Oh yeah. And two of them, they just took away from me and said, like if you're out getting a snack, you know, <laughs> tell us when you're ready. So does that, does that impact the accuracy of the test or do they use that to inform that this is the kind of person that really takes too long to think about? Well, you're not the only one who ran out of time taking the test any, on any one question. So the good news is they ask a lot of questions in a lot of different ways. And some of them are really close, like, um, you know, empathy and developer are really close and empathy and harmony are really close. Okay. So, um, so what they're doing is asking, you know, it's not just, they'll ask some apples to oranges and mm -hmm. then they'll ask apples to apples and then ap green apples to yellow apples. So they're going to dissect it in lots of different ways. Um, okay. The apples to oranges ones threw me off. It's really tricky, right? So, so I'd love to hear what three, what, what, what was it about that? I wish it's so funny. I almost took a screenshot of one of the pages, but then I looked down at the left. It says, "Do not take any screenshots." <laughs> I was like, "Oh," but I mean, and now I can't even think of exactly what it was. But it was basically like, uh, "Do you like pie or do you like hamburgers?" And so I was like, "I like both." Or there was somewhere mm -hmm. I was like, "I'm neither," so I would just do the middle. Yeah. And so I was curious. So then I was like, Ooh, I don't know. Is it, is it knowing that I'm neither of these instead of both of these? And I'm sure that they have looked through this a million different ways. And what I would say about that is there's no test that's perfect. I would just say, you know, all of this is one point in time. So it's an imperfect 
system. What I would say is we just do the best we can. Mm -hmm. I've actually took the test um, with my, one of my first jobs when I worked at a startup, they offered this as a, as a team development. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then I took it again as a coach. So, you know, almost 20 years later and mine had changed and changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's interesting. So on any day, so on this day, on you know, January 31st to, you know, 21, these are your strengths. And mm -hmm. so life experiences are going to shift this um, big life changes. For example, one of my strengths back when I was a, a PR person with no children and um, <laughs> fresh out of school, and I already knew everything, which was real handy at the time, <laughs> I was a command. Okay, so command is one of the least attractive strengths. I'll tell you that. Oh. Um, they take control, they make decisions, they have charisma, it's all of those things, except they're also bossy, dominating, rude, you know, can be smug, inflexible, all these, you know, things I was like, ooh, I didn't want my employer to know that, right? <laughs> so it's the process of, I'm sure, becoming a mother, you know, probably strengthened my leadership skills, but also helped strengthen my empathy mm -hmm. um, and becoming a coach. So going through the training of, I don't have the answers. You have the answers. I have good questions. You mm -hmm. are, you know, we're here to, to find out about you. That whole, you know, I think those two big life changes. Command is probably about 15 on my list now. And empathy is up where command used to be. So I, I think, you know, so it's a long-winded way of saying, like, it's just a point in time. Mm -hmm. It can be as helpful as we want it to. You have to kind of believe in it. If it really speaks to you, then sing that song. And if it doesn't, then just let it, let it go by. But it, it, your life will and your life experiences will shift it. And you may no longer like green apples. And so you might answer it differently. Or what, what was your example of hamburgers or this? So... And I had done the Myers-Briggs at one of my first jobs back, my very first job, in fact, and, you know, taking it again after I was a mother, I think I took it about 10 years ago. And yeah, the, the results had changed completely. I'd kind of, I think, let go of my control freak side and just had become more, it's just whatever is going to happen today is going to happen, <laughs> which is kind of what my life at a stay-at-home mom was. So no, I'm really interested in this. And I love the idea that there's this flexibility and belief yeah. that yes it is a point in time and it doesn't define you forever but it's how you can take a look at where you're at right now and see what you want to move in the adjustments or tweaks that you want to make yeah like if you see a strength that you either that's something low like say we go deeper than the five and in my top 20 there is something that I wish I had more can you develop it can you Absolutely. say like I know they say you can teach children they don't use the word stick to itiveness, but like you can teach them to have that moxie and that gumption. Mm -hmm. Can you say, I want this strength to be more prevalent in my life? Absolutely. And in fact, while I don't usually suggest that, like right off the bat, I find that once we go through someone's strengths, like, you know, Suzanne, if we were to go through your strengths or, or you know, like we started to talk about and we gave you a little hard time about not having an executing strength. So for example, what I might do is, is encourage you to look at, okay, what are some of the get it done strengths? So for example, just based on the little bit that you've shared with me, you might look at the achiever strength. So the achiever works hard, has a lot of stamina, takes satisfaction from getting things done and moving things forward. 
So we might just decide as a team that your achiever strength is number six on your list. And so if you were to embody an achiever, you're going to have a strong work ethic. You're going to start. So you're going to take on a strength. And I don't, this is Jenny Remington's way of doing it. So this is the way I coach around strengths. Um, but I think we absolutely can learn from it. It's helpful to have the language and to have the specific examples around mm -hmm. it. Um, but absolutely. So, you know, if someone is going to step into a role for whether it's, you know, like a job or something that doesn't have the exact, they don't feel like they have that skill set, um, adaptability might be a strength that I would encourage somebody to take on. So rather than, you know, kind of being more rigid and really loving, you know, structure, looking at ways in which they can, um, you know, be more flexible and be more um, going with the flow and not having that lead to indecisiveness, but really having that be a part of their strengths and how they operate. So, yeah, I think it's, and it's a great thing, you know, for people to discover on their own. So that would be a place in which, you know, I would ask a lot of questions and say, okay, if you're feeling dissatisfied with your list, what else on here? That's your homework. Go find two strengths that you really think didn't show up that should be here. And then, you know, like, but as you know, I sprinkle my pixie dust and say, poof, that's your, that's your, those are your strengths. You get to claim it, right? This is all just about us knowing ourselves better and being able to show up to the world, you know, our families, our work, our community in a, you know, more ourselves. And so absolutely you can, you can learn it and you can, you can claim it. So, and so that's, I, I love that question. That's a good one. Okay. So now based on my five, I don't have an executing strength. So what do I, what does that mean? I do. Yeah, well, okay. So <laughs> I just first, didn't think big thoughts. No. So, so first of all, there's nothing wrong here. So we did kind of give you a, like we kind of teased you at the beginning, but just please know that that's all in, in playfulness. So you have um, your first two strengths are input and futuristic. Okay. And those are strategic strengths. So those are, you know, thinking big things. Those are getting, not necessarily the getting stuff done, but seeing the big picture. So of those two, so we talked about input. So futuristic, this is, um, this is where your creativity, being a visionary, you know, inspiring other people, using your imagination. So um, does that, are those resonating with you for your futuristic strength? I think so. I wouldn't say I do. <laughs> I don't know if I do a lot of inspiring others, but um, I think you but do. I try to I do creative do. pursuits. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, when we're looking at the, so your first two, and, and by the way, you might not have heard it, but Missy was saying, oh yeah, you do. So I'm just going to guess if you're leading, leading this and you have a community that's listening to you, this is where, you know, I'm not your coach, but I would say you probably might not be giving yourself enough credit here. Um, just, just a hunch, but so, okay. So your strategic um, is how we move forward and use our best resources. So if something needs to be done, you know, this is where you're going to look at, okay, how do I make it happen? You're going to be thinking about your current problems and I'm referring to my notes. So hopefully you don't mind um, dreaming about how to overcome tomorrow's big challenges and looking for the best ways to move forward. So there's quite a few different strengths. Does that, does that, that sound about right? Yeah, okay. That's not, especially like in your advocacy work, you are getting things done. 
maybe you don't have an executor strength, but you are absolutely looking at here is a problem, like with the bus driver thing, which that's a whole story that we're not going to tell right now on the podcast. <laughs> but I mean, you saw a problem where you had bus drivers who needed help and you fixed it in like minutes. I mean, it was a half a day. You were like, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to get food and drinks to these bus drivers who weren't supposed to be working on this day. I'm summarizing really badly, but you did it. Like that's, you're super passionate. And I think that shows. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, I'd love to hear that story sometime. <laughs> it's awesome. Especially to have got it done so quickly. So, so that really, you know, speaks to executing. We used that example. I mean, that's the, the get it done. That's the people who are like, just give me a to-do list. Like, let me just make stuff happen. Strategic might look at the big picture and say, okay, what should be on my to-do list? What should I be thinking of? You know, how do these things mm -hmm. fit together? So um, not that there's only one way to think, but that's how I would encourage you to look at the two, your two strategic themes. And then your next ones, um, adaptability, then uh, developer and empathy. All three of those are relationship building themes. So this is how we build strong relationships. We hold teams together. Um, almost all of our all of the strengths relate to people in some way. But these, and Missy, you have quite a few of these too. Um, mm -hmm. You have empathy and harmony. Also, and adaptability. And adaptability. So, so good news, you guys are probably really good at, you know, maintaining relationships. You probably have long-term friends. You probably stay in contact with people that you have worked with. You, these are, these are, and relationships on how you treat people and how you show up to relationships are going to be really important for this category of strengths. Um, does that, I see nodding heads, mm -hmm. so that resonates. Yes. I know. Sometimes we forget it's a podcast and we just nod quietly. <laughs> I totally do. I'm like, oh, this is an audio form of community. Like this is, I'm not writing. I am not, it's not visual. We yeah, throw it on YouTube. probably a good reminder to people that we have a YouTube channel just in case you want to know what we're actually doing. <laughs> if you're missing some context, we're probably nodding our heads or pointing <laughs> or something, but I totally forget that those things don't make any sound. Yes, I am nodding. I'm nodding vigorously. Yeah, the yeah, um, adaptability piece to me i would love to talk about why and how that's a strength especially since it's something suzanne and i both have mm -hmm. because in my mind that has always been a weakness because i feel like a chameleon and so wherever i am i kind of go with the flow and i'll if i see that a group is leaning really strongly one way i can usually find something positive about that and be like well i can do that too and just kind of roll with it so how do i turn that into a strength instead of a doormat <laughs> great question okay so suzanne can you say a little about how you feel about your adaptability just so i make sure i cover both of them what missy just said i think is very similar um, and that kind of goes back to even our Enneagram where mm -hmm. I can see a lot of different perspectives. And so sometimes I'll just talk myself into someone else's opinion without even realizing it. Okay. Yeah. So, so first of all, I just want to like go back to the basics is being adaptable and being flexible in many, many situations is a strength. Okay, so Missy, what you're asking about is when I don't want to turn, when I don't want to be adaptable, how can I turn it off? Mm -hmm. And so it is, so, so let, we're going to set that aside for a second. Okay. And I just want to like, really like have you own the fact that being adaptable and being able to see other people's point of views, to be comfortable with change, to be easy to get along with. 
you know, so the, all of those are huge strengths. They're very attractive to employers. They are very attractive. You do really well in teams, in, in workplace mm-hmm. settings, in community settings. So this is, I realize that it feel, might feel like a weakness, but I just want to just kind of call you on that because it isn't a weakness. What I'm hearing though, so we're going to take it off the shelves and, shelf and work with it. What I'm hearing is that it doesn't always serve your higher purpose. So mm-hmm. if you are not being honest and true to yourself, and you're just going with it. So right. you're still using your strength. But what I would say is, okay, what is the, what is missing here is not your adaptability because that is a real good thing in most situations. So what's missing is what, what do you, what do you think is either one? Any thoughts on what's missing? <laughs> Both of us are looking at each other like, I know. Oh. Is it an open book quiz? (laughs) This were a coaching session. I would sit here and maybe give you 10 more questions, but I'll just like cut to the chase. What's missing is you checking in with yourself first. So what's missing is is the time um, of being reflective of what you want, not reflexive of what other people want of you. So what's missing is really understanding and looking inside yourself. So that's what we would work on. Their adaptability might not be the strength you want to bring to a team setting if you don't necessarily agree. Um, So looking at your, so does that make sense so far? Mm -hmm. So Missy, one of the great things about you and why you, you know, have so many long-term friends is you have empathy, harmony, restorative, and adaptability. All four of those are like very, um, people centric, you know, wanting to get to consensus. So what I would say is those are core to who you are. There's nothing wrong here. Right. So what, if you're telling me that you would love to work on us building the strength of self knowledge and self activation, then that's, that's building, nurturing another strength, but there's nothing wrong with that set of strengths you've already got. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Like there's a, the piece that's missing is to be able to push through at times when I don't agree and speak up. Yes. And learn how to do that. Yeah. So the question I will ask if like, let's say you were, we were talking about something and you're like, I don't want to just go with a flow. I have an opinion, darn it. So then what I would say is, okay, Misty, what strength are you going to bring to the table then? And I don't just have to look in my top five. I can say this is, I mean, you know, like that's maybe where you pull from command. Like I know what I want to say. I can be direct. I can, you know, can have charisma. So you can, you lean into the other strengths that we talked about. Mm -hmm. If that's really a place where you wanted to grow. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I feel like I need to read more of the book. What about you, Suzanne? What do you think about your adaptability? (laughs) You know, I, I love the idea of just kind of trying on one of the other strikes for the day or for that meeting or whatever, um, yeah. whatever you think it's going to take. And what was the one that you called? Not, not aggressive. Uh, <laughs> command. Which, command. 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 Okay. So that might have to be our code word for <laughs> when we need to do something serious. Like, okay, Missy. We're it's going time to call in, in command. Oh, not commando. <laughs> because I do think. And I, I will not speak for Suzanne, although I can guess, like in my personal life, not in my professional dealings or even in my volunteer roles, but in my personal life, I can go to command real fast. Like I can run the show, no problem. I know what I want. I know how I want it done. 
Um, doesn't mean I always do it, but I do know. And if I need to call on that, it's there. It absolutely is there. So I just need to learn how to bring it out in a setting where I'm less comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I would say there is, and you mentioned was that I like to coach the personal and the professional. So that's a great example of if, you know, you're saying like, I have a lot of these people relationship focused strengths, but I really want to bring more leadership and, you know, kind of have a bigger voice that I know is my own, then we might look at command. And then the question would be, where does this strength of command come up? And we're, we're picking on command, but we could, we could have easily chosen another one, uh, any of right. the other influencing. And so you might tell me, okay, I am in full regalia, you know, full charge <laughs> whenever I actually like to call it uh, motivational speeches. So I'm like, get ready for your motivational speech, young men. And um, I am in command in my full, like stretching my wings, right? So that you do, we do use a lot of our strengths in different places. So mm -hmm. I would just remind you, like you have this in you. It's a matter of making, you know, bringing it to bringing it to the table when you need it. Right. And so, you know, our strategies with our children, of course, are different. But, you know, if you were dealing with an unruly group at work or in a, in a community setting, you know, like we are who we are. We're, mm -hmm. we're just, we are the same people. We sometimes like to think that we are different professionally and personally, but I tend to coach from the whole person. And it seems really, people are often, you know, feel like it's really refreshing to look at, okay, yeah, I really am the same. I can use the same skills that I have really honed over these years in motherhood. And they are completely relevant here in, you know, whether it's in the workplace or wherever. Yeah. It's kind of exciting when you think about it, especially for parts of our audience that are thinking they want to get back in the workforce or want to switch something they're doing. And they might be sitting and thinking, oh, but I've mostly been home with kids or I've only done five hours of contract work a week. What do I have to bring the table to the table rather? And there's this whole, all of this is in you. All of these skills exist. It's a matter of tapping in and figuring out how to use them. Kind of, kind of fun. I think a lot of the times we feel like we don't have our strengths anymore we left them we left them at the desk or the office so mm -hmm. when whenever we went to become stay-at-home mom or to, to downshift a little bit to a part-time yeah. job and feel like we left the strengths at the office but i think it's a good reminder that they're all still there and we just need to work them out a little more yeah absolutely yeah. I mean, this is pretty empowering like that my want for for anyone who's taken this test uh, this assessment or any any assessment really is that it's like, know thyself. And so that's a really empowering feeling. And all of these strengths in this assessment can relate to the workforce. You know, empathy is absolutely related, um, you know, can be related. There's even a really fun one. Neither of you have it, um, have this strength as in your top five. Not mm -hmm. that you don't have the strength, but there's a strength called woo, like W-O-O. And, um, it's loves the challenge of meeting new people, derives mm. satisfaction from breaking the ice and making a connection. Like, not me. <laughs> I <was just> like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. So they're outgoing. So, you know, I have a client who's a realtor and um, she has woo. 
And of course she has woo. Like she can go up to anyone and, you know, she's going to sponsor your kid's softball thing. And then she's going to, you know, sell you a house. Like she is charismatic to like, mm -hmm. to the point where you're like, yeah, I will give your name to every person I know. Like <laughs> she has, it's a, it's a good sales quality. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is, that's an example of something that might not be that attractive to you or I, cause we don't need it for our, our work. But a lot of times what our strengths are actually pull us into certain kinds of careers. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. so that's something else people might look at is if they're, if they are, like you mentioned, they're people who are looking at getting back into the workforce. It's a great place to start. If you, you know, are, are kind of shaking it, shaking up, you know, the dust and you want to get back into it. it might be a great place to have some real positive language around yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's actually a really interesting point. Cause I guess I have primarily thought of a lot of these tests as something that people would use to either start a new career or get back into the workforce and kind of freshen up some skills. But for someone who's like, okay, I'm brand new stay at home mom. I don't know these things about myself. Um, there's still value in knowing that and knowing yourself and having a better <laughs> understanding of what drives you and what your skills are, even if you don't feel like, you know, you're going to be negotiating a business meeting anymore. You're just negotiating. You're going to be negotiating though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah. different. Different. Yeah. There's smaller clients. <laughs> yeah. They are the most demanding clients you will ever have. <laughs> Vacation benefits are terrible, but. Terrible. <laughs> you have to take your clients with you. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> back when we vacationed what is that again what are those oh i miss airplanes <laughs> did you ever think you'd say that no. no no so i'm just out of my own curiosity you're so well versed in the strengths finder like how were you introduced to it and how long have you been doing it yeah so i first learned about it from that first job where that we did a myers-briggs mm -hmm. i did the myers-briggs we did strength finders we did all kinds of team um, team building activities. And this was, this was one of them, but I kind of put it away because I, I just did, I put a lot of things away and yeah. um, pulled it back out uh, after I became a coach. And, you know, it was really fun to look at them, you know, almost 15 at the time, 15 years later. So it's, I, I love it because it really does stand the test of time too. So that's, that's another reason I really, did I mention that it's not very expensive compared <laughs> to some of the other strengths? I love that part yeah. of it. Is there, yeah. is there a cheap strength, <laughs> frugal strength? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. All right. I'll, I'll get back to you on where, where our frugalness comes. Mm, yeah. I don't think I have high. that one. Like I value that, but I'm bad at putting it into practice because I'm lazy about it. You know, or is it like, oh, well this one, I can stomach the cost of that. So I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to look for the cheaper one. Yeah, I would say like just scrolling through the list, it's probably going to be a discipline strength is going to be, um, you know, where you're being frugal. It's And so discipline is an executing strength. It's knowing what you want and being willing to hold yourself to it. Like mm -hmm. manage your behavior, what you will do and won't do. So it's not just the doing, it's not doing too, because you're very clear on what you want. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's like number 36 for me. <laughs> I'm just thinking primarily trying to like exercise and eat right. Um, so this isn't even like a work related thing, but just, I don't know if it's pandemicness or what, but I feel like I have just lost all of my, what was it? Not willpower. What was it? 
Discipline. Discipline. I've lost all my discipline and willpower to be able to just kind of stick to those goals. I get that. And this, um, you know, I heard in one of your other podcasts, you guys talking about atomic habits and really loving that, that book. Yeah. And what I would say just on the topic of, you know, you may not have the strength of discipline, but really habits are where, you know, that all of our daily routines are, are gained and gained and lost. So, um, and I, you know, I know that's a whole nother discussion, but Habits are really where probably, you know, to Missy's question earlier, where you can really grow a strength, um, you know, where you can really nurture a strength. And yeah, I think a lot of people's habits have changed around the pandemic. Uh -huh. Some for the better. Right. There are some good yeah. ones. And it's probably worth making note of what, what's got, gotten yeah. better. But there's probably a lot that's fallen off. And I think we need to give ourselves a lot of compassion and grace and, you know, if we want to get real, you know, deliberative and ooh, that's a strength that there you go, um, <laughs> if you want to, you know, get more into action on changing your habits, then, you know, you could probably lean into and adopt a new strength around that. And I would really focus on, you know, what are the actions I want to take um, once I know what my goals are. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. That is, that is a goal. That is actually, yeah. like, I do think habit building, that's a whole different episode. But from a super high level place, um, I listened to something recently that was talking about it's it's not about willpower. Like you don't necessarily have will, none of us necessarily have willpower or have to have it uh -huh. to create this change. It's just about creating the habit. We do totally need a whole another episode just on habits. I think Me too. That, that could be. I mean, literally life changing, or at least yeah, week and month changing. Hey y'all, it's Suzanne here. Sorry for the abrupt ending to this episode, but we ended up having such a great discussion about habits with Jenny that we thought it warranted its own episode. And since this one's already running a little bit long, we're cutting it off here and we'll air part two of our discussion next week, which will also include our look, listen, learns, and a proper sign off with Jenny. Until then, thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.